Hello, and welcome to the First Issue Club comic book podcast. We are your re... We are... <laughs> Reboot, Mike. We're a weekly comic book reading club, but we're just like Sue Storm. We love us a good read. Even when we stumble, folks, we've got to get back up. <laughs> We have to keep fighting the good fight to get comic books in people's hands, to send those dots in C, M, Y, and K through your optic nerves into your brain and process art. Real real art. We also made buttons of that saying. Oh, la-ti-da. So if you're at any cons that we're at, we'll have those for you. The handout. Fun. Yeah. Planet Comic Con. C2E2. Coming up quick. We're going to be at those. We've got some stuff we're doing at Planet Comic Con. We're not involved in a panel or anything at C2E2. We'll just be there as fans enjoying the thing. Hold on. We're press, buddy. Yeah, we're press at C2E2. We did get press passes. So we'll be doing coverage. Yeah. We have some fun stuff planned for C2E2 you don't as far have as to coverage. Pre- you don't have to pretend to me like you're going to do coverage to validate your press pass. We're going to be doing co- Look, I'll be doing coverage. <laughs> yeah. hey, I bought a thing to hold my <laughs> cell phone that doesn't like make it like all wiggly, so we're going like, to be on the con floor. Whoa. I'm going uh-huh. cover- to cover that whole con in Vargas. All right. Wow. Weird. <laughs> Andy does yeah. Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeesh. Um, so we're looking forward to that, and it'll be fun to run into some people. If you see one of us, get a... Get a butt. Don't talk to me. Avoid eye contact. (laughs) Um, If you want to, yeah, we have a Discord channel. We should probably say up front, a lot of people online have been asking about that. We have a link on our socials to lead to our Discord channel. Uh, Super active. We got a bunch of channels over there to talk about more than comic books. We got wrestling, movies, TV shows, all kinds of stuff. Explain to me how this works because I've had people ask me about it recently too. Go. That link in social media, mm-hmm. is it like in a profile one? That's my first question. Yes. So in and our th- profile headers, we have like a link tree. And then in that link tree, does this link just in- automatically invite you to the Discord, or do you have to ask for an invitation? So the you click the link, and it says, do you want to join the First Issue Club Discord? Okay. You click yes or no, and then as soon as you click yes, you are in. You're dropped into it. Yeah, Perfect. You're dropped right into the comic talk. Got it's a it. club with no membership fees. You got to send me that link. I did. These guys have been keeping me out of this Discord. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. invited except Mike. We now have to delete the Mike D hate channel. <laughs> no. Um, I want to see what people say about me. But we call it the 9.8 trash channel. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do want some First Issue Club with the membership fee, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash issue club. Oh, man. Real salesman today. And, I want to get it and, out of the way so we can talk about all the cool And we're working out logistics of the links and how links work on the podcast, too. Yeah, and they're hyper. These links are hyper, baby. What's next? Are we going to start litigating what Riz means? I am Rizzed up. I got gap for days. You guys sound really old. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'll never say that again. You guys are really chuggy right now. <laughs> My eyebrows are on fleek. Jesus Christ. Uh, we have I do want to riz up these comics. Yeah, I was going to say, we have news, though, first, right? We do. Uh, fresh from IDW, if I may interject firstly. Please. We take, were, take us away in the we news. Were, we were hyped when we found out that Jason Aaron was taking over 
for TMNT with his new <laughs> ongoing series. Uh, they announced four like one shots that'll come out before the Jason Aaron stuff that focuses on each individual turtle okay. to get us even more hyped. We've got different writers and different illustrators on each of those books. IDW said, "We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet." They have an anthology series coming out called Black, White, and Green, which is similar to like the Marvel Red, White, and Blood. Pink blood or whatever and all the shit yeah. that they do. DC does the same thing. It's going to have a lot of different creators on that. And there's like three primary colors they stick to, which will be black, white, and green. So that'll be cool. Uh, they have, um, well, let me just pull it up here instead of trying to pull stuff from my booty. I'll interject quickly. Uh, Planet has announced that the Raphael book uh-huh. is mm-hmm. getting two... I don't know if they're creator exclusives at Planet or Planet exclusives. Oh, that'd but be rad. Maria Wolf is doing one, and Doug Mankey's doing. Oh, one. Wow. yeah, that's killer. Yeah, I'll get both of those. That's I awesome too. That's one thing that in Kansas City we don't get a lot of great. Uh, not that they're well, they're great when we get them. Yeah, but we don't get a lot of con exclusives. The last big one was that Detective One Thousand, the first appearance of yes. Arkham Knight. Yeah, but Doug Mankey did that one too. Mm-hmm. Like that was a huge, I thought a huge get for us. Yeah. Does Doug Mankey live here? I don't know. Man. Is that why we keep getting him? Maybe his art's dope as fuck. <laughs> that is true. There was the Kevin Nolan Star Wars number one too. Oh, which sure. was Chewbacca wearing C three PO on his back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a great one. That was exciting yeah. to have an exclusive that was like... And Aaron, Jason Aaron wrote that, so yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Cool. We got to have some Kansas City connection. Yeah. Uh, back to Turtle stuff. Uh, there's going to be a new TMNT Night Watcher, which focuses on like a new turtle that is inspired by the TMNT folk, which is cool if you're into that. We got some TMNT slash Usagi Ujimbo Saturday Morning Adventures, which is already spinning out from the IDW title TMNT Saturday Morning Adventures that's already going on. This is not the first time that Usagi has done this, but uh, uh, people are pretty hyped on that. Then we have TMNT Mutant Nation, which is a continuation of the Tom Waltz and Sophia Campbell series that is up to 150 issues. And then lastly, the TMNT Alpha number one one-shot, which will set up Jason Aaron's stuff. So dope. Yeah. Are the individ- Do we know if the individual Turtle books are ongoing? Because if they are, too many Turtle comics. I, I thank you for bringing that up. Too many turtles. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> this was what I was worried was going to happen when the Jason Aaron news dropped, that they were going to go real shell heavy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the individual turtle books, as in like Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, those yes. are one shots. Those are all one shots. The alpha is a one shot. Okay. Correct. So the others? Turtles are starting, not. To, <laughs> turtles are starting to sound like X-Men over here. Teenage Mutant now stands for too many. Too <laughs> ninja, too many Ninja Turtles, man. Um, so I agree. Uh, they got the the original hype from this um, Jason Aaron news, and so I mean, I'm sure this was all planned ahead of time. I mean, everyone's just like pre-ordering the fuck out of it. I'm sure. Yeah, and there's going to be a ton of covers, and to me, I I, I worry that it's going to dilute the quality of some of this stuff um but i I know all you shell heads out there are telling me to shut up and are screaming uh and you know what (laughs) eat all the way eat up my babies no this is your time yeah if you're a big turtle fan just like the transformer 
the gearheads are living it up over on Skybound. Yeah. Eat up, my babies. Be wary. Be, 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 as a Ghostbusters fan, be wary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I've seen this happen to my franchise more than a, a few times. Um, so just enjoy it now and don't be suckered into buying uh, garbage. Yeah, but we're all going to be reading that Jason Aaron, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Almost okay. in, 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 assuredly. Okay. So, so we're jumping on the train at least a little bit. Oh, we've already bought tickets. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike D, you had some news you wanted to touch oh. on. News, news, news. DC Comics. Back to Wednesday. Dude, I can't wait for those Finally. variants. What's the snark Back on Wednesday? What's the snarky variant cover going to be? <laughs> Mar- does, does Marvel do Welcome Back? Yeah, covers. <laughs> they should do. Remember when they did the on sale Wednesdays? Yeah, they should do the still on sale Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. The variant should be well, well, well. Look who's back. Yeah, it's it's Black Widow sitting in a chair. <laughs> yeah, where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to text you. I've been gallivanting around with that penguin all night. You left me on red for a while. I see. There's a, uh, some good opportunity for Marvel to do something funny the week that they go back to Wednesday. So we'll see. Um, I think this is a good move. There's been a lot of outcry from shops lately that it's just kind of too hard to manage different days. Yeah. And so I think having a select day for fans and retailers to say, hey, new stuff Wednesday, and that's it. Well, the way almost every website that sells products works at least products that come out on a regular basis Mm -hmm. is you're seeing the new newly listed stuff first Mm -hmm. so every dc thing on wednesday is the last thing that you see Mm -hmm. yeah they're just buried underneath all the comics that came out the day you actually buy comics right so all around just weird move it was an odd move to move to tuesday's in general, I don't. I still don't understand the reasoning behind it. It at the time, it almost seemed like it was just a weird flex because <laughs> like, they just left Diamond. Yeah, I thought it was due to their publisher. I thought that was the whole thing. I think I think so as well. But it's just like you can work with that publisher and be like, hey, we can't do that. We we got to be on Wednesdays because that's when people are in the shop. Or or just. Okay, you ship them whenever, and we're just going to tell the shops to not put them on shelves. Just list them Wednesday. Yeah. 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 It was so odd. Okay. Well, that was a fun fling, wasn't it? Yeah. Tuesday, DC. However, this will be when we're old men. This will be remember when. Back in my day, DC used to be on Tuesdays and nobody liked it. Okay, Grandpa, let's get you back to the They pushed me into the lava pit. Uh, But actually, now DC and Marvel have teamed up. Uh, to re-release the amalgam uh, DC vs. Marvel into a new omnibuses that are coming out later yeah, this year. Two omnibuses. One's the Marvel vs. DC mm-hmm. that has both series. Yeah. Yes. And one's the, all the amalgam stuff, right? Correct. Yeah. Now, I have read all of them, and I have episodes recorded to release on the Patreon about these books. And let me give you a little spoiler alert for all these books. They're not good. <laughs> They are not good. So look forward to those Patreon. That might make the Patreon episodes more fun to listen to. They are fun. Oh, my goodness. They are they are fun character design-wise. Yeah. But as far it as storytelling, yeah. absolute 
insanity. Yeah, so, they're a visual gimmick. And you... mostly, mostly, the outcomes to all the fights were voted on by fans. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they would have like things like two weeks ahead of time, just like who would win in a fight between the Hulk and Superman, and us dummies would vote for it, and then they'd have to write the story based on those votes, which is a terrible idea in comic books. Yeah. Shout out to Robin. <laughs> and G- George Perez is like, the Hulk beats Superman? Yeah. What the? <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And Ron Mars is like, we have to. I'm not doing this. George, George, <laughs> come back inside. George, come inside. No. <laughs> uh, so what I'm hearing is if you only have $150 and you can't afford both omnibuses, yeah. stick to the crossovers, not the amalgam. Is that the um, one to buy? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, DC announcing a lot of stuff at a Comics Pro. Comics Pro. Yeah. T- today, as we're recording this anyway, today. Um, Absolute Power is the name of DC's summer event. Mm. Um, it deals with Brainiac, Amanda Waller, and Failsafe teaming up. Failsafe introduced during Chip Zdarsky's Batman run. Mm-hmm. He was this robot that an alternate persona of Bruce Wayne built to take him down if he ever loses his, to protect the world from himself, yeah. if he ever like gets out of hand. Now we're talking comic books. Yeah, this is in the weeds. This is the minutia we love, baby. So to My me, nose is bleeding. <laughs> to me, I'm wondering if this is going to be like, okay, we, ha- we introduced a robot with a really cool character design, and we know he hates Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll be fun to have in a book a la a Terminator-type character. Yeah, because uh, yeah, at the end of Zdarsky's failsafe arc, he just, like, launches off to Mars or something, right? He just takes off. He believes he's killed Batman. Yeah. And in doing so, has fulfilled his duty and, like, no longer serves a purpose. Yeah. So he just is he, like, he I'm just, out. He like, takes Bye. off into space yeah. or whatever. Also, Future State has already done this. Like, <laughs> And they did it way better. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see how convoluted the actual absolute power event is. Well, I know. it's already ballooned. Oh yeah, tell me about that. It's 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 spun out from originally six issues mm-hmm. to now twenty five. Oh okay, yeah, that's a reasonable amount. Which of is just a few issues under their Night Terrors event. Yeah, Night Terrors got out of hand, and I think a lot of people didn't appreciate that event. So this is at least an opportunity for DC to kind of have a a comeback. I'm assuming most of those twenty fives are like tie-ins yeah they will be yeah so if you want to follow the main storyline it's probably still around six issues mm-hmm. and then the tie-ins are kind of like eh, read them if you want to optional but i do and even though i don't think this is the most popular thing with fans i personally appreciate that dc puts a pause on ongoings and releases issues particular to the event if there's tie-ins going on so my money that i've allotted to green lantern for the month is the green lantern tie-in book i don't have to buy the green lantern tie-in and my normal green lantern comic right Right. i think that's great but there's other people who aren't interested in the event and they're like you're taking green lantern away from me for two months to make night terrors happen like what the fuck no it's dc saving you money friend 
Yeah, I think so. You just don't have to buy any books for like two months. Okay, so the original original Absolute Power event is uh, one of four. So there's four issues in the Absolute Power. And these have already come out. Is that correct? Uh, July 2nd is Absolute Power number one. Did Mark Wade and Dan Mora not already do an Absolute Power thing? No. Mm-mm. Okay. They're, they did World's Finest. May 4th okay. is the Absolute Power Free Comic Book Day Special Edition. Yeah, it's DC's. And then it's Absolute Power book. Ground Zero, Batman Tie In, Superman Tie In, Wonder Woman Tie In, Batman Tie In. And then it's like. <laughs> There's two Batman Tie Ins. Task Force 7, 1 through 7, Absolute Power Origins, 1 through 3. Yikes. All right. DC also announced an Elseworld imprint. What do you guys think about that? Hell yes. All right. Hell, hell yeah. yes, hell yes. This is a return of this, me. right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. I have always been on record saying that the Elseworld and the What If stuff mm-hmm. is the best things that the big two can really lean into because it allows for creators to explore alternate stories within the sandbox of familiar characters. Yeah, not get so bogged down in canon. And it's just so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. You get maybe a six issue, sorry, Andy, you get no, like no, no, a six issue series of something wacky, and then it's done. You're finished with it. Mm-hmm. And it allows you not to be fully invested in 400 issues of Spider-Man yeah. to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. The, is this the same stuff they already announced, though, like a couple months ago, with like the sequel to Gotham by Gaslight? Mm-hmm. And is that... Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just a... Um, it's, I think it's more of a roadmap of where they're going to go. Okay, cool. They just probably had more details because mm-hmm. of this event today. Okay. Because they, they only announced initially back then like four or five issues that they wanted to, to work yeah. with. I don't think any creatives were announced at the time. Yeah. So I think now we just have more information of what that is, what it's going to look like. Cool. Um, now I'm, it's a, I'm for it. Yeah, now it's a formal imprint. I, I do think it's interesting to see. There was a while where DC was like, we're shedding all the imprints. Mm-hmm. And we are now DC, or we're DC Black Label, and I think that got a little confusing for people with the branding in between them. Is DC Black Label more refined work? Is it more mature stuff? Is it's where the dicks horror? Hang like people didn't really know. So, you know, if this goes well and people really like a DC Elseworld imprint and know that that's where they can come for. These sort of things that Greg likes, especially. They yeah. should bring back Vertigo. Should Thank they bring you. back Vertigo? <laughs> yeah. DC, now's the time to bring back Vertigo. Like, where's your weird shit? Yeah. Bring back Vertigo. That's where it is. Well, and I think DC has been taking so much good talent uh, away from other comics recently. Yeah. And I would love to see some of the people on their roster do more independent new character sort of things that could like maybe they eventually tie into dc comics where it's like yeah wildcats people show up every once in a while in dc comics but it's really its own thing Mm -hmm. i i mean give any indie creator the just say hey we're relaunching vertigo do you want to write a vertigo book yeah who's gonna turn that down people will go fucking crazy yeah and relaunch it with a preacher sequel, just as D- a friend. DC instance. in 2023 was W City. They just, every book was connecting so well. It was incredible. All right. In other news, Toxic Avengers mm, coming mm, back mm. out in comic book form. And I'm really excited because it's being written by 
Matt Bores, who you might know as the creator of The Nib. He's got a great online uh, he, he wore, uh, presence where he keeps kind of those comic strips going. He did this long series on like a toxic wasteland uh, in the future mm-hmm. that was a, like a very political strip. So the idea of him coming to this is like the perfect yes. uh, match. It's over on Ahoy? Oh, is it Oni or Ahoy? Was I think, it, it's, it was I think, Ahoy. It's, I think it's Ahoy. Okay. Um, odd for, to me at least, to see a publisher like Ahoy get uh, some intellectual property that's so well known. known. Does not strike me as weird at all. It was probably dirt cheap. Well, I, I guarantee you that the guys at Troma would reject any offer they, from any of the big three. They want to go small and they, independent. They want to go that's weird. that's the spirit of Troma. Yeah, exactly. Like, boom is probably too big for them. Wow, you know? yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I don't think Marvel and DC would let them do what Ahoy might, as far as creative Yeah, that's true. Oh, liberties. yeah. Because Ahoy did Second Coming, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at their roster. That was supposed to come out on DC. Yeah. And that second coming was nuts? and they said nope and then yeah. Ahoy picked it up and it's one of the biggest things that Ahoy's ever done I can't imagine that book coming out on DC I can imagine on Vertigo but I think was that around the time that uh-huh. yeah I bet that was the plan for it to come out on Vertigo and, and then, then they Vertigo, absorbed Vertigo them folded. and they were like no we cannot put a DC logo on a <laughs> on a funny Jesus book uh, boo alright they do it with Batman and Superman. Buzzworthy comics this week. Fantastic Four 209. The first appearance of their friendly robot companion, Herbie. Oh, Herbie. Oh, Herbie. I think that I don't know if there's confirmation or rumors that Herbie's going to pop up. He's confirmed in the He's confirmed. promotional art. Okay, yeah. So since he was in the promotional art, people are after this comic. Don't get in the weeds. Top of your head, who voices Herbie in the movie? Uh, Matt Berry. Ben Schwartz. Oh, you beat me, you fuck. <laughs> That's a good one. Who do you think? Todd Berry. <laughs> Todd Berry. <laughs> okay. I like that. Just the monotone yeah, the whole time. Sure. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Just like a not impressed robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. A bored robot. I yeah. do like that. Hi, Reed. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Master Shake. <laughs> Meet Meat what? Do you want to do what? All right, another buzzworthy book. Uh, obviously, Secret Wars 5. We talked about this a little last week. Uh, episode, I think you missed, Greg. I've been gone for two weeks. We missed you. We've missed you, Greg. We yeah. need to acknowledge that. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to have you back. The room feels warm, full, and complete. Um, Secret Wars 5, Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars 5. Yes. Appeared in the Deadpool trailer. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of speculation surrounding Deadpool 3 b- being a thing that introduces us to Battle World or Secret Wars or something like the that. Beyonder. So that particular book, Secret Wars 5, a 9.8 copy that was CGC graded sold for $250 this week. Guys, this is a dollar bin find. You gotta yeah. stop. You this, gotta stop doing this. This and, book is in dollar bins. I and promise you. I there this this <sighs> can only last for week or two yeah. more tops yeah that this book will probably plummet and i can't imagine anything specific about issue number five 
being a long-standing thing that like it's the origin of battle world that's why it's popping off and it was in and it just showed up in the trailer that's not a big deal yeah oh my god it's not i it's there's no way it's gonna have long-standing value i would i wouldn't think anyway shut up i've got two copies (laughs) sell them now um this has kind of been news for a little bit, but I don't. I just don't know. We've talked about it. Marvel canceling all their X books officially. Oh, I didn't hear about that. So out of this like fall of the House of X thing, mm-hmm. um, it's all leading towards a relaunch of X Men, and now I think we're we know that there's either going to be. I don't. I don't know if they don't want to like give something away by knowing like, oh, if Immortal X Men keeps going, then that means X, Y, and Z is true right. for this new X Men series. This could be a fake out. That well, it's because like, they know we're detectives and we'll sniff out anything. Yeah, exactly right. Or it could just be that like their their new creative direction. They wanted to be like, let's really start fresh. There's no reason to do. Yeah. X-Force in its current iteration anymore, even though people love that Benjamin Percy run. Same with Wolverine. Like, the longest standing runs out of the Powers and House era of X-Men is, are, are, I think, is X, X-Force first and then Wolverine second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those, will, those two will be the hardest to say goodbye to. Yeah, because X Force I know is on issue fifty, like as of this Holy week. Shit. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Yeah, New yeah. Mutants didn't even make it that long. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, and I think Wolverine is in. It's like, got to be close. The, yeah, it's around forty. I want to say. Yeah. God damn. So, Benjamin Percy, man, dude knocks it out of the park. Yeah, he yeah. does. He does a great job with those. Um, so sad to see those books go. I love Cy Spurrier doing. His comics and Kieran Gillen doing X Men comics are like totally my high fantasy, yeah. super intelligent writers writing things I can barely comprehend. Like I'm, a, I'm a like kind of a sucker and nerd for these things. But buddy, do I have a wizard for you? <laughs> <laughs> but I see how those two books in particular and those two creators in particular can be frustrating for people who want to dive in because they're very inaccessible, hard to read kind of comics. You almost need like a duality of that. You need the high heady stuff. Yeah. And then you need a beat 'em up comic for the for the bumpy for brains. Smooth brains. Yeah, for the smooth brains. <laughs> Oh, just, I like it when Wolverine uses his claws. Yeah, I mean that's my biggest complaint. Just like it's not going through enough heads. Like we need them claws to do something. So we'll see. And I don't know if any of these creators are like, yeah, I need a breather from X Men for a minute, and maybe they do because it's been a long time. But there's other people. They're, they're, all those people, I would love to see them be involved in this new era of X Men somehow. If they work into the plan, or yep. if they're the tone of the new X Men stuff fits what they want to do, it'd be great to see Benjamin Percy continue doing these like weird stories in his style that i love yeah um and then the last thing that i've got is ec comics to oni yeah that they're bringing back ec comics is kind of an imprint i would assume yes yeah it's not losing the ec comics name i mean Uh -uh. without the name it's like yeah 
It's kind of nothing. It's Oni. Yeah. <laughs> These are just anthology books on Oni. Yeah. And they're bringing huge hitters for this. And that's exactly what you want to do when you come out with a new imprint or bringing back an old imprint like yeah. EC Comics, which is like the big titles a were a fundamental thing in comic books. Yeah. Weird science. Mm-hmm. And then something fantasy. Yeah. What was the book that had Tales from the Crypt in it? It was. I think it was just. Was Tales the from the title Crypt. of the book yeah. "Tales from the Crypt"? Because then they had like Shriek Horror, Eek Horror, yeah. whatever that kind of stuff. So They're bringing that back. Too. Super genre heavy. Shit. Yeah, heavy stuff. I'm here for it. So Dude, same. That'll I'm be buy fun. That sci-fi book. Oh, for sure. A hundred copies. <laughs> and I love old EC uh, covers. Mm-hmm. So we well, got that honking huge book up yeah, there on the shelf. Camera, if you're on the YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I would love to just see if they do some homages or do more things in the style of like classic horror or classic sci-fi 40s comics. That would just be super rad and an easy sell for me. I mean, just treat like an, an anthology like they usually do. And yeah, I mean, you're you're good to go. I mean, Silver Coin flourished like exceedingly There's well. There's definitely an appetite for that now that especially like as a, someone who reads monthlies, it is nice when I get to those books that I'm just like, doesn't matter what I remember from the last yeah. issue. Someone I love is writing this. Someone I love is illustrating it. And it's just going to be a story from start to finish. Yeah. That's why I loved Swan Songs on Image so much. Just because you're throwing really cool creators together and yeah. doing a self-contained story. I, I don't need everything to be like that, but I like some things to be like that. I hope they keep everything nice and modern, though. Like, one of the... the, the um. Boris Karlov we talked about a couple yeah. weeks ago was was cool to see that kind of come back, but it still had that like fifties sixties era feel to it. <laughs> these which, su- what these is things, a cell phone? Yeah, these like, things suffer when they go lean too hard into the homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they when they get in almost like self parody, where it's like I don't want to read this because it's not a comic book from the forties. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to like emulate the yeah. feel of that. I was like, that's not why I'm here. It's, that that would be for somebody who grew up reading EC comics and those people are on death's door. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> That's not who you're making <laughs> comics for anymore. Grandpa, the new EC comics out. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still 15 cents? J- Jumping Jiminy. <laughs> no, Grandpa, this book was like $15. It's a ratio variant. <laughs> what? Imagine explaining ratio yeah, variants. Poof into dust. Sorry, Peepaw. Another exciting thing from my past coming back, Jason Aaron's writing Scrooge McDuck, apparently, for Marvel. It's <laughs> so weird. It's a one-off about his cursed dime that he collects, uh, Scrooge McDuck. Can't wait to get the ratio variant of Scrooge McDuck. Alex Ross Aaron. is doing the... No, he's not. He's, he's doing up. the cover B, and it looks badass. That's really funny. Comic books are silly. Do you guys talk about Tiny Onion? No, we haven't. They're their own imprint now. Yeah, that's all I want to say about it. It's cool. Uh, Jason Tinian is really expa- expanding and doing all cool things and like really taking control of his IP, yeah, which I love. So congratulations it's, on that. It's I think it said something about it being like its own media production company now too, which I don't know what that means. It means they're gonna focus on getting his IP into cartoons, movies, Department TV shows. of Truth TV show. Yeah, that'd it, be great. If that is not already in someone's ear for production, it's going to be. Yep. That and something that's killing the children. Blue Book, like. Get ready. In the next five years, there's going to be some 
rad shit. Department out from of Truth Canyon. could be the next like X Files. Yes, it one hundred percent could be. I I still that that first issue for a minute was worth a lot of money, and now it's dipped down to like I've seen slabbed copies in nine eight sell for around twenty thirty bucks, which is like what it costs to slab a comic. Like it's the, a tragedy. Yeah, I, I think that'll probably go back up. It might be a good time to buy a minty fresh copy of Department of Truth right now. James, I know three guys who would be fully willing to be killed as extras in a Department of Truth TV show. Oh, yeah. Willing to lay my life on the line for you. Correct. I'll be one of the secrets hidden in the basement of the Denver airport. I'll be oh, nice. Bigfoot. <laughs> okay, taking a larger role than me. <laughs> Fine, I'm Mothman. Fuck. <laughs> Let's get to some comics. Finally. Who wants to go first? Well, in typical First Issue Club fashion, Andy and I has shared the same brain and read the same books. We read the new Alien book, Black, White, and Blood. Mm-hmm. We read Predator Final Hunt or Last Hunt? Last Hunt. The Last Hunt. And then we read uh, The Six Fingers. And then I actually went back and read The Hand. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Which was almost like... Uh, a prequel to this book. I mean, they're. I think they're going to be working in tandem, like you yeah, said. Like in the, the flip yeah. side of a coin or whatever. Yeah. And then I did not read this uh, oh, distillery book. Okay. Um, did you read it? No, because uh, my wife has a no plus eighteen books allowed in the house rule. Oh, oh. <laughs> no spice. <laughs> you could say your life is doomless. No spice. <laughs> so the alien book, Black, White, and Blood, is your typical anthology book that they do from time to time. The thing about the thing I love about this alien book, and Andy backed me up on this, mm-hmm. uh, they really captured the essence of aliens, the movie, mm-hmm. which was like very sparse alien action, heavy, creepy vibes. Correct. Oh, you're talking about the movie Alien or the movie Aliens? Alien. Al- alien. Okay, so Alien. Aliens is the war movie. <laughs> aliens is the war movie. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last story in this book with the kid. It is top tier alien. That should have been. 18 issues long Top because it was incredible tier. yeah it's it's all told i'm telling mike d because i'm so excited about this <laughs> like i'm not on a podcast talking about it but it, it's told basically from the perspective of the mother like the ai on a ship okay cool so imagine um what was the sentient from sentient. tko yeah. oh yeah it's, jeff lemire book that it, was really good it's that except there's one kid alive and the ai is trying, like a toddler yeah the ai is trying to get him to the escape ship escape capsule while he's being hunted by aliens okay cool it is it was incredible riveting yeah and what's really cool about that story in particular is it's called black white and blood right historically that has been black white and red but aliens have green blood Uh, so they use so they use green throughout this book that's great and most of the that last story like when he's in the ship it t- you turn the page and it goes into the alien part and it's all in green. Yeah, that's awesome. It's fucking dope. It is very very cool. Like I wasn't I I, I kind of read this alien book as like a laugh. Like I I went into it just like this won't be anything. Completely floored by it yeah. and like really uh kind of reinforced that I need to double down and, and invest in these alien books. And then I read right after that the Predator Last Hunt book and it fucking floored me dude it was so good i've been saying it every single time ed brisson has created this universe within the marvel canon of the predator stuff where like the hunter has now become the hunted 
and like they're stealing these uh, uh, predator armor to hunt down other predator. Ugh. Uh, uh. Yeah, it was, ins- it was. Sorry about my Shane Gillis impression. Oh, uh, it was like so good. Well, and what's so sick is that there, there have been. Th- this is the third volume of Predator. Mm-hmm. They've all followed the same girl. Mm-hmm. The first one, she was like Theta or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the first one, she was a kid, like whatever, twelve ish years old. The middle one, she was like in her twenties, and then this one, she's in her forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she hasn't seen a Predator in decades, but she's. Like Greg said, hunting them down in their own armor. It's it, cool. It fucking rips. Right. That's awesome. It's what X-Men needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> All gas, no brakes. Yeah. That's exactly what this book is. Yeah. These sort of things are the are are the kinds of comics that I love introducing to people who don't read comics that much. Mm-hmm. Because one, it's the thing that you can already be a fan of. Yes. Two, it's like a million it seems like predator movies have been made and like none of them are as good as the first one except maybe like hunt which is was like the one that prey prey, or prey yeah. sorry yeah uh which probably still i think the first one's probably way better right no i thought prey was the best predator you thought movie. prey was the best pet predator, predator hunt, hunt for i mean sorry you got me fucking doing it the original predator like i in my mind cannot be beat because it, it's set yeah. it's set the stakes yeah and then everything else has been trying to catch up to that and then prey was just like fuck you i'm going in a different direction and just took it like it 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 did what the original predator did was like reintroduced this concept and 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 has set a a launching point for this series now so i think the comics of these things are exciting because people are so often disappointed by the way they're favorite media is handled when it's been like rebooted or redone or whatever and then you've got to wait like four years in between another shot at it Mm -hmm. and the star wars comics are phenomenal if you hated some of the new movies it's like revisit your time with luke and leia there's endless amounts of comics now to to get into that and so many of them are fantastic and the same thing with these new alien and predator comics and even like the older dark horse ones are great or the Star Wars, uh, the, the the High Republic, high, the uh, yeah, the High High Republic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, High Republic. It's like new Stuff brand that, new Star Wars stories yeah. starring characters you don't know. Yeah. yeah, even the Planet of the Apes one's good. Like, yeah, like I, I it shouldn't be. I know but it is, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm very nervous with all these like revisiting nostalgia type books. But when you have this is a testament if you have the right creative team. That are invested in it, you get fucking shit like this, like the last hunt from Predator. Well, I mean, Stephanie Phillips wrote a book in this. Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing wrote the the ongoing in the Alien one, right? That's going to continue out. And whoever this caddy guy was, oh, for sure, the... never heard him before. But mm. that Incredible. story, I'm not kidding, top tier Alien. And then obviously Ed Brisson's been killing it on Predator for like two years. Yeah, figuratively and literally. True. So I loved it. The, the two solid 20th century Fox Studio imprint books that I never thought in a million years I would enjoy uh-huh. reading. It's I'm glad Ed Brisson has a place for like jungle <laughs> fighting comics because Marvel kind of hit the brakes on all the Punisher stuff. Yeah. And so much of the like Punisher Warzone stuff that yeah. 
he did was just so awesome. And then it was, they're kind of like, eh, do we do the gun violence stuff on Marvel anymore? And now you do it with Predator, and it's like you can do it. it, it we've learned. As yeah. long as it's lasers, yeah. you're fine. We've yeah. moved past guns. We're on to laser cannons uh-huh. now, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> laser cannons yeah. and claws. So, uh, yeah. No one's shut up a school with lasers yet, I'm, so we can still use like, lasers. I'm, I'm glad he's got an outlet for that. And then we read The Six Fingers, mm-hmm. which is a spin out of a book that I think you guys covered one or two episodes ago called The Hand. The yep. One Hand, right? The One Hand. The One Hand. Um, Incredible. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. By Dan Waters. Mm-hmm. Um, A different creative team from The One Hand. Mm-hmm. Because Rom V was... Correct. For The One Hand. I love Dan Waters. Yeah. So good. But this is... So The One Hand is the detective story. Mm-hmm. The Six Fingers is the killer's story. Um, I mean, presumably... I presumably the killer. Like, he they, seemed to be... They, they way but there's definitely i mean just like in the one hand there's like a twist or something else is going on yeah yep um but homeboy with the six fingers he definitely killed somebody right like his body killed somebody yeah that's that's the thing i'll say that like did he have like an out of body experience or like an alternate personality or was he like the sewage seeping into his brain? Yeah. He like is a toxic waste disposal guy. So like, Uh, is that what caused it? Is it, there's a lot of still a lot of questions, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. Seeing both sides of this crime and investigation. This is like true detective meets blade runner. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And it is, it is nailing it. It is nailing it more than it should. Yeah. And to do it in two separate books, whew, I, brilliant. This is <laughs> so smart. This is the kind of stuff that like comic books were made for. Yes. You couldn't make like true detective and also true criminal. <laughs> yeah. But and have those shows run at the same time. Right. And balance each other out mm-hmm. like you can with these two comic series. Yeah. It'd be like if um, Game of Thrones and like the the dragon show were going at the same time. Yeah, like it, it's too much. Yeah. yeah, in any other medium but comic books. Yeah, and it it, it slapped. So it is very very good. Um, do we know why? And we, you don't have to explain this to me if we do. Do we know why it's called the one hand and the six fingers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's got just, six fingers. He's got six fingers because of the toxic waste. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it's called the one hand because there's always one handprint left at the scene of the crime. And that's, okay. that was like the killer's name, right? Yeah. The one. Well, that's what they the called one it. The one hand killer. killer. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Pretty dope. Um, this is definitely a book. Normally, I praise a book when it has low cost of entry, mm-hmm. but this is like a six a six issue series, but it's actually twelve because mm-hmm. you kind of have to read both series. To get the full story. I, but I wonder if you do. I wonder you, if we're going to... You don't. You definitely don't. We don't know yet. Yeah. Well, I would say that you could read these individually and still enjoy them both. So I read So I read this one first, The Six Fingers, and I was like, this is a great story. But I knew that it tied into the one hand. Mm-hmm. And so I read the one hand, and I, I got two separate amazing stories. Yeah. But knowing that they are kind of like, like a, a weird TJF crossover episode mm-hmm. thing, like kind of made it even cooler that that yeah it'll be interesting to see because I- image they'll always print a trade or a compendium or, or something mm-hmm. and it, it'll be interesting to see if they do them separately 
if they're all collected into one thing and they paste them every other issue. That'd be, that'd be cool. Like, what's the intended reading order? Like, that's the thing I liked about the way Marvel did the House and Powers of X compendium because it was like, this was the order they were released in mm-hmm. and were intended to be read even though they were like different series. That I will definitely report back on these series to answer that question yeah. because I could see it going both ways, honestly. I could see the both series running completely independently perfectly well and then kind of meeting up at the end. Yeah. You know, when the crime is solved or whatever. But I could also see the opposite where, like, it's kind of intended for you to, like, mm-hmm. pick up a little bit of pace on the detective side and then fill in some gaps on the criminal side. And, and it's, it's kind of nuts because these books have already interacted with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in panels that mirror each other in each book. Yeah. But they don't, like, depend on one another. Yeah, the criminal and the detective aren't talking. No, it's like it's this weird, just like impact moment, and then like they ricocheted off one another and kept telling their own story. It was it was so wild. It really reminds me of what the Captain America teams were doing Mm -hmm. when like they did the Captain America thing, and Uh then the two caps basically split and told their own story until they came together for Cold War at the end. Yeah. So, hopefully, it does the same thing. But yeah, this yeah this could culminate in like a another series. Oh, Even, maybe. Yeah. I'd read it yeah. just based on these on two other first body parts. issues alone. Oh, yeah. The fourth foot. Four knees. <laughs> One dick. <laughs> the way God intended. What'd you read, Mike? I didn't read well, anything. Oh, okay. Fine. I was just trying to give my You didn't read your mic. sexy book. Oh, uh, <laughs> I read it. I read Blasphemous oh, no. by Burke and Dolfo. Um, and it is. Is it sexy? It gets sexy. Oh, so there's like a little foreplay at the beginning, a little... Yeah. How do you do? So the premise is that there's this sect of the church yeah. that has split off, and their way of worshiping is to create and promote pop, like famous people, uh-huh. right? Hmm. So it, it's not Taylor Swift, but like the Taylor Swift of this world is actually like 600 years old and she signed this deal with a demon Mm -hmm. and she's now functionally immortal and the demon uses the worship and praise that she gets as a pop star to feed and fuel yeah the god needs belief yeah and worshipers exactly power yeah i do that and there's there's a whole Uh, for immortality fuck yeah oh i thought you were gonna say for taylor swift (laughs) oh yes uh, but there's a there's a whole like cosmology that's introduced in this book where the demons and angels were fighting and they have these relics and the relics are what helped them like get the god juice that power up the demons and yeah. all that whatever all this all that stuff is in here. Um, what I am finding with these distillery books is that they are just fucking packed. Yeah, and I would almost rather have. This is a $9 book. I would almost rather have a $5 book mm-hmm. that is half the length because there's so much information in here. Okay. It's not bad. It's kind of tedious to read because there's just, it doesn't it's end. It's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of information. So the first half of this book is this story about this pop star. And then they start dumping all this like other information 
you know, you get like this glimpse into her personal life, but it's compared to her, uh, you know, life as a pop star and it's great. But then there's like eight more pages of angels and demons fighting and this Mm -hmm. weird thing and this new person that they're bringing in as like, you know, part of the church. And yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot of book. I think you get into like a different headspace with that of just like, you know, you have a a limited amount of time with a regular comic. And then like when you want to sit down to read like an omnibus or like a trade, you're just like, okay, I have to a lot more time for this. Yeah. And I think distillery is still trying to figure that space out like yeah how much attention do we want from our reader i think you got to go into this within the headspace of like i'm sitting down for a while yeah are the kids asleep yeah are my chores done yeah 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 it's it's not i mean gone i felt the same way about uh somna was a little bit an easier read but Mm -hmm. um yeah there's just a lot more to chew on than a girl gets predator armor and shoots predator right yeah. It's just a different style of book. Predator Last Hunt out on Marvel. <laughs> and that that's what happens when you get into like religious stuff in comics that they're just is Yeah. There's definitely more meat on the bone. Or I guess any medium. Maybe there's some explaining and world building yeah. to do before you can just like accept the thing. And part of the fun is like the the mythos. So Merca and Dolfo's from Italy. Italy. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming she's was raised at least raised Catholic, and as people who are raised Catholic, I feel like my a lot of my friends who are are re- like really gravitate towards these things that like get into like the minutia, the minutia, and what are the rules of like a saint and how they became a saint and all yeah. this background, and then it gets turned into like oh I know these characters already a, a modern day sci fi sort of thing like that I. I'm such a sucker for that sort of thing, and I've loved several of her. But like, uh, Sweet Paprika was another thing where it was like, yeah. it's a horny comic, but unsacred. In in reality, it was like religious guilt mm-hmm. was like the kind of theme of the comic. Yeah, and yeah, same thing with a handful of her her other comics. She's so good. Yeah, she's one of my favorite writers. Yeah, and, and the, artists. And I, the, I love her style too. in general. Yeah. And this book is no exception. Like, don't get me wrong, this book is really, really good. Yeah. But I think people should know going in that this is something yeah. you have to sit down and chew on for okay. sure. Um. Yeah, really entertaining. It it does get a little bit horny. So, but if you're picking up a distillery book, you should be kind of prepared. For yeah, you kind of already so. prepped for that. Yeah. Conceptually, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Wicked and Divine. If you liked that book, I bet you'd like Blasphemous. Yeah, Blasphemous. Yes, it it certainly has. It rings of that yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, really good book. Distillery's killing it again. They will probably continue to kill it. I've said it before, 2024 is going to be a very pivotal year for Distillery. If they can keep pumping it out, Mm -hmm. then sky's the limit. Yeah, you wonder, because when they kicked it off, it was kind of like, we're going to have this cadence of releases. Everybody's got their books, like, or the cover art for them, like, ready to go so we can promote everything at this big announcement. You wonder if they keep up the pace with this. If, like, is my goal as a Distillery creator to do one distillery comic a year mm-hmm. and with 
12 of like the industry's best creators mm-hmm. it's like that's enough like yeah. and we're and that's the, probably the right amount if you want us to spend ten dollars on a prestige prestige format thing you can't do that all the time so i i really appreciate how they've been piecemealing mm-hmm. these to us instead of just like dumping gone blasphemous and like all in a one Somna, yeah. like all at once and i'd be like shit i just spent 30 dollars on three comics yeah. like that's outrageous it's also we have a new influx of creator owned like house properties that like like ghost machine like gotta go mm-hmm. buy all those books like those people are locked but and those creators are locked down for three years mm-hmm. they can't like they can't go to distillery and do a project so like it, it's more interesting now with like all these high profile creators like signing these interesting indie contracts of just like, I have to commit to this one imprint for mm-hmm. two or three years. Like I'd love to come do a story on distillery and I can work on one on the side and get to it in three years. So that leaves kind of distillery out in the wind a little bit of just like, we need to hunt down some They've stuff. They've got enough yeah. talent. They've got enough great talent where they're fine. I did see a poster in my LCS today that said that they're debuting Three new number ones over the next three months. Yeah, that's so do it. March, April, and May are all going to introduce new number ones. So you pair that on top of the third issue of Gone, the third issue of Somna, mm-hmm. issue two of Blasphemous, and they'll be doing fine. They're probably, I would imagine that their plan is to drop two books a month. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. for the foreseeable future. It's doable. I think that's totally doable and and maintainable. And yeah. given the the stock of creators that they have, that they've got plenty of brain power to churn yeah. out new books. I think you used to be fans of publishers. Obviously, there's still people who are like, I'm a Marvel person, I'm a DC person. Mm-hmm. But the more comics you read, the more you find out, like, oh, I'm actually a Jason Aaron fan, and I was a Marvel person because Jason Aaron was writing Marvel comics at the time. Mm-hmm. Now that he's writing Batman Offworld, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm just a Jason Aaron fan. Um, I think more things are kind of shifting like that. And it's cool that Distillery found a way to be like, there's so much overlap between the sort of people who like all of us. That if like, if you're a very particular type of comic book fan who loves Rom V, then you probably love a couple Merca and Dolfo things. And you probably love James Tinian stuff. And so for them to make a publisher out of that concept of like people follow creators, not publishers anymore. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think Ghost Machine's doing the same sort of thing of being like, people love our shit. We've yeah. got a certain style to us. So like, mm-hmm. let's keep it in house and let people follow our thing instead of plotting around tons of different publishers wondering where to find us next not realizing i'm writing the new steel comic so you've got to (laughs) pre-order that you know what i mean like there's all the i I miss comics that i would have bought all the time because i didn't realize stephanie phillips was writing it just because it's like some random fucking dc book or some random marvel book yeah so it's i think i think it's cool i think we'll i'm interested to see how much of a success things like distillery and, and ghost machine are mm-hmm. that have some sort of like commune of creators with overlap and vibe yeah for sure totally that's it that's all i read what an episode we did it again any any parting words uh no plan of comic cons coming up so if you're in kansas city 
come stop by the Boulevard Brewing Company booth. We'll be there, and we'll also be just like kind of walking around, hanging out. Uh, if you're at C2E2, let us know. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Bag them, oh, board them. Bag them, board them. Be good. Bye. First Issue Club is edited and produced by Mike DeStacy, Greg Lichtig, and Andy Vargas. Follow us on social media at First Issue Club and check out our Patreon for videos, audio, and more at patreon.com slash first issue club.